back with another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you. And uh, Ryan, biggest win in the season, potentially. Uh, Finally, last some night. good fucking news. It's been a while. Yeah, and as I was saying in the uh, the warm up of the audio, we let Drew brew. <laughs> what do you? We did. What, what did you uh, think of Drew's performance out there? You know, it was uh, a little up and down, but. To not know for sure that you're going to be starting till like 20 minutes before kickoff and to not make any crucial mistakes, first of all, for the first three quarters, and then to really just come through as the hero and lead a 92-yard drive with a minute left against the defending NFC champions, he gets an A-plus from me simply for nothing else, just that last drive because that throw he makes to DK down the sideline and the other throw he makes to JSN in the back of the end zone. I mean, that's as good as it gets between two defenders on the first one, like 50 yards downfield. And then on the second one, he literally puts it where only Jackson can catch it. And just by the very tips of his fingers at that, but it was just, it was an incredible moment. It was really a, a high point of the whole season for me. I almost feel like that catch was like symbolical in a way. It was like JSN reaching out, barely saving the season yeah. on the tips <laughs> of his fingers. It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and I mean, that's exactly kind of saving the season is a perfect way to describe that game because in the last podcast, we were basically saying like, this is it. It is now or never, truly. And we brought the hope back for the season from the depths of despair. I couldn't be happier given how the last month had gone to be where we are right now. I mean, granted, we're only seven and seven, but man, to beat a team as good as the Eagles like that, when you absolutely needed it and they needed it too, that can really turn the season around here. Yeah. I, I mean, I think still on about drew. I think one of my favorite, Parts of that game was honestly the post game interview was really yeah. awesome Dude, to watch. That teared me up. It, it almost made me tear up. It, yeah, I was like fighting it really. Yeah. Like I would have if I wasn't being so stubborn about it. But yeah, it was it was a pretty awesome moment. Uh, everything he said was just I feel like what you would want to hear from a guy in that moment and it was so real like yeah there was nothing inauthentic about it at all it wasn't just like oh you know we worked hard in practice all week play by play 100 percent like like you know the key and peel (laughs) skit it was just the guy's genuine thoughts and emotions as he's going through them in that moment and it was so refreshing and, and cool to see and just so happy for drew lock especially with all he's been through and you know in this day of social media he's probably seen so many memes making fun of him on the internet and you know like you could you could tell that he had probably a little bit almost given up on himself in that interview when he was like i think he said something to the effect of for these guys to just keep believing in me you know and like come out in full support of a guy who and then he kind of paused and just said hasn't played in a while like yeah i feel like what he didn't say there really said a lot about how he probably has felt about his nfl career yeah so it i just couldn't be happier for the guy it was an awesome moment, and I don't think we're going to – I think we're going with Gino this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so it was an awesome moment. I wish – I kind of wish we would stick with him just to see what we have. Um, I mean, I know he's a gunslinger turnover machine, but it – I mean, he made the game against the Niners closer than Gino's done in 
four attempts. So, I think you got you. You can't look at these guys and their performances in a vacuum. You got to like take the whole context of every situation that they were facing the whole season. And one thing that I think has been kind of lost in these last two games, and going back to the Dallas game as well, is we finally had Abraham Lucas back, and. In this game against the Eagles, we finally had a whole game of Abraham Lucas back, and look at how much better we've been since then. Like it, it can't be overstated how much the loss of Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas in Week One derailed our season. Yeah, I, you almost forget because I mean, losing those two pieces was so like that was a strength of our offense going into the season, and then immediately we were on catch-up mode. It seemed like, and the the wins were masking that. And look what happened to the 49ers when they lost Trent Williams for three games. 0-3. Even yeah. on a team that talented besides that one that one player going down. Granted, I think Debo was down two for two of those games. But still, left tackle and if you have a good one, right tackle, those are two of the most impactful positions on an NFL roster. So Yeah, I uh, want to talk about the defense really quick. Um Man, we looked way different out there with the personnel, and mm-hmm. it was really, like, fun to watch them play. And it kind of, like, I don't know. I just feel like I I haven't seen guys. It seemed like they were, like, playing more for each other or or something. I don't know. But there, There's there's something to that. It I couldn't tell too much. And granted, I'm not the type of person that when I'm watching the game, is like dissecting the coverages we're doing anything like that because i get i get too emotionally wrapped up in what i'm seeing and can't pay attention to that level of detail Mm -hmm. so i don't know if we were running different coverages than we had been didn't really look like it to me looked like we were schematically doing some pretty similar stuff that we had all season but the physicality we were getting out of the secondary was much improved and leonard williams was like kicking everyone's ass like all game yeah it was awesome the big cat came out to play in that game <laughs> he was phenomenal man we he, to me he's our number one priority resign in the offseason like even above jordan brooks because I, I and he's number two to me but even ignoring the trade we made for him the guy's the best defensive lineman on our team by a pretty good margin i'm starting to like pretty much with that game alone seeing how much of a like wrecking ball he can be I'm almost like not even sad about the second round pick anymore. Even like if we we wouldn't have gotten someone that good, yeah, that second round pick. Even if their stay with us is going to be a lot shorter compared to a draft pick, right? It's still worth it to me. But yeah, he he, you know, in a more normal script would probably be up there as MVP of the game for how good he played. But man, Julian Love, love the guy. (laughs) Yeah. God, he had an up and down game against the 49ers, but he did force those two turnovers. Mm-hmm. Man, those that especially the second game ceiling interception he made. What a crazy play that was! I mean, pretty the only, lucky too. The only thing that made him stay in bounds was Trey Brown's leg hitting his leg and forcing his foot to hit the ground. Just so crazy, but still the speed and the recognition to get to AJ Brown before the ball did, and to go for the. I mean, it was almost like an Earl Thomas play. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to spend this whole podcast shitting on Jamal Adams, but he will never make a play like that. That's just not the kind of player he is. No. So, and I don't want to spend that much time talking about him either, but really quick, we can go over it. Like him not being at the game. How do you feel about that? I mean, I have my opinions on it that are probably, I imagine pretty similar to yours, but 
I think Jamal Adams has pretty much uh, signed his Seattle eviction notice and is not going to be on this team very much longer. I don't hate the guy, you know, and he's been at times a good player, but look how much better the defense was without him. And I don't think it's 100%, you know, like the cause of why they were so much better, but we weren't having those lapses in coverage like we had been, and we weren't, you know throwing ourselves like missiles and not wrapping up at people well and uh, i guess i would want to probably look at the numbers but the defense from last like the end of last year i feel like we weren't playing like because we didn't have jamal adams out there i felt like we were kind of playing like cohesively i mean we made the goddamn playoffs for the big problem with last year's defense was the defensive line they were so bad it's it's actually way better this year. It's impressive how much better they got in one off season in that area. But man, everyone that was on our defensive line last year is like not on a team this year. So there you go. There you go. Like yeah. I think Puna Ford is on a practice squad. Al Woods barely really? plays. Really, Puna Ford is on a practice squad. Yeah, and I think um, That's crazy. I I liked Shelby Harris, but I don't even think he's on a team right now. So yeah, I think so, he's asking for too much money. And didn't we cut Frank Clark? Or is that not, did that not happen? No. Or is he just a healthy scratch? I think he is, but I I don't know what I don't know what they're what they're doing with Frank. But another personnel decision we made going into this game, and on the one hand, you hate to see it because this is a guy that I love, but he has not been playing well, and that's Tariq Woolen. He got benched yeah. for Mike Jackson in this game, and Mike Jackson is one tenth the athlete that Tariq is, but he's more physical. And he plays better in the run game, and he blew up like two screens in this Eagles game that ended up being huge plays in the game. So yeah, it that bums me out that Tariq has had such a bad year because he was like one of the fan favorites. I think he's year. just not healthy. I think he just is trying to play through too much because you know he had that off-season knee surgery, and he's been dealing with a shoulder injury for like six weeks or something. Like I think that. that's why he can't tackle. And like, I think the that's same the thing. Only thing that makes sense to me. It, it does, and I think it's the same thing that Derek Hall's dealing with, which has kind of derailed his rookie season. And, you know, Mike Morris is on IR for a shoulder injury. So it's, I mean, can you imagine trying to play professional NFL football with a banged-up shoulder? It sounds, especially on defense, like that sounds impossible. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no. Tariq is still the better cover guy pretty, pretty easily. But, you know, Mike Jackson just kind of brought that, physical element that we needed in this game especially a, a team like the eagles where the run game is such a big part of their offense is uh is devin witherspoon on the injury report this week or is he gonna play so it sounds like we might miss him again this week um i guess he's hurting really bad from that injury against the 49ers game which which sucks so bad because he's just such an x factor out there when, it's when his ribs have, right it's his it's a hip pointer i don't really know what that means but it doesn't sound good. But I think at the very least, we will have him again this season. Like, he's not, it's not an IR thing, but he might miss another game, maybe two. We'll see. But yeah. we should, at the latest, have him back against the Cardinals, is my prediction. I was really hoping that he would pick off the Mayo Man at least once. So, but... I guess, um, I guess before we get to the Mayo Man and yeah, the squad, yeah. um, you have any other more thoughts about this Eagles game? We kind of went through a list of 
key players, but uh, um, yeah. Other than Drew was awesome. Jamal, see you later. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I had on the Eagles. Uh, I think. Did you predict the score of the game? Correctly? I predicted we would win, but I was off by about thirteen points for both. I thought it was going to be way higher scoring. because okay. uh, I think I predicted like 33-31 or something like that. I thought win. it was. I thought you said twenty-two to twenty or something. No, like it that. was in the thirties. Okay. But I mean, I did say we were going to win. Yeah, you did. So you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. A, a hip pointer is a deep bruise to the rib, ridge of the bone on the upper outside of your hip called the iliac Oh, thrust. that sounds awful. So, yeah, right on the hip. Um, yeah. Like that. Yeah, that, that does not sound fun now. at all. Um, one more guy I want to shout out about this Eagles game and the way it went out was Kenneth Walker. I thought he was probably overall our best offensive player. And I guess a couple more guys here. So Kenneth was amazing, probably his best game of the season. But DK Metcalf on that final drive, you know, Pete's main motto is always compete. I don't think I've ever seen a drive by a receiver that better exemplifies that motto than what DK did on that last drive there. Because all three catches he made on that drive were were 11 out of 10 effort. He... Uh, Troy Aikman said it live on the broadcast, and it, I didn't really see what he was talking about till I saw the wide angle. But um, the first throw Drew hit him on, where it was kind of low and DK had to mm-hmm. die for it, if he did hit DK in stride there, he might have scored. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember there, there was, talking about There it. was the safety that was you know back into his left, so if DK kind of runs at an angle, like he's probably I'm kind of glad he didn't, though. Because... Yeah, because then they would have had more time. Yeah, exactly. It was a blessing in disguise, but... The next catch he made where he literally saves an interception and then somehow comes up with the ball that was diving, crazy. that was just like a miracle play. Because when Drew threw the ball, I thought it was a pick. I kind of forgot about that catch just because of the overshadowance of JSN. Yeah. Was that like the, the Jermaine Curse kind of? Sort of it like yeah. it like bounced. He like off used of, a body to yeah. make the ball not touch the ground. Yeah, and then it like landed on his elbow, and he kind of just like, you know, like to- yeah, just tossed it into his his arms there. But uh, then the sideline catch between two defenders to just jump and go back for the ball and just use his massive body to corral it, just so awesome to see. And you you could tell he in it's been. It really should be three drives this year where DK's saved the game for us because the Browns game, Geno mostly looked to him. The Rams game that we should have fucking won if Jason didn't fuck up his field goal, mm-hmm. DK saved that game too. So it's just, I think it speaks volumes to the guy that when the game is on the line, that is who our quarterback is looking to get the ball to. So uh, in addition to that, he also broke another pretty significant milestone being only the third player in NFL history joining the likes of AJ Green and Randy Moss as the only three receivers in NFL history that in their first five seasons they get five touchdowns 50 receptions and 900 yards each per Mm -hmm. season only three guys have done that so to all those people out there that were saying trade DK because you don't like his attitude or because he shoved somebody you're an idiot. This guy is incredible. He's, hey, whoa, I said we should trade DK to the Bears for a quarterback. You're an idiot. Hey, I want a quarterback, all right? I want DK. Mm. I want decaf Metcalf. No. <laughs> um, 
And then JSN with coming up with such an incredible catch for his second game-winning touchdown of the season. He's not the feature of our offense yet, but I think it's very clear that within the next year or so, he's going to be the Tyler Lockett replacement. And it's really cool to see how <clears throat> What's much... What's been up with Tyler's drops? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to worry that he's he's kind of reaching the end here. It can come up fast. I mean, how do you forget how to catch if you're Tyler? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, is his vision getting worse or something? I don't know. I mean, I just think as as you age, you lose a little bit of that that yeah. that intense focus that you have as a you know hyper hyper competitive twenty something. Rocket got his six hundredth career pass though, right? Oh yeah, that's crazy. So that's kind of a huge milestone. Um, but yeah, I guess all things said those are kind of my players of the game yeah i i kind of forgot about kenneth walker he really is like if we get him going he's our the key to our success when we have a hundred yard rusher this year we are six and oh yeah and that's kind of been what we've been saying all year why aren't we like run the fucking ball yeah (laughs) so hopefully we take that game plan into this weekend onto the titans Mm -hmm. which um do you have anything more on the eagles no, but I have something I want to say about the Titans first and foremost. Okay. And that is that Mayo Man is going to miss the game. And we're really? playing against Ryan Tannehill. Oh, is it an knee injury? Uh, it's his ankle from that okay. crazy sack that he got. Yeah. Which looks <clears throat> terrible, by the way. But, yeah, he's already ruled out, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because on the one hand, Pete Carroll's really good against rookies. But on the other hand, Ryan Tannehill was abysmal. This season, he threw two touchdowns and six picks when he was starting. Um, but even bigger than that, if you look at the Titans' injury report right now, there are like 30 players not practicing. It's insane. I'm exaggerating, really? but only by a little bit. It is the most lengthy injury report I think I've ever seen. And it's not just depth reserve guys that are showing up on the injury report. They just put their number two receiver for the year on IR. Oh, uh, Traylon Burks? Um, no, I, I can't remember his name. I honestly had not heard of him before. But apparently he had the second most receptions on the team for the hmm. season. Uh, but Traylon Burks is also missing practice with an injury. And DeAndre Hopkins, he's having a resting day, so he'll he'll play. Yeah. But there's, there's up and down that roster, offense and defense, there's a ton of injuries. They just got eliminated from the postseason – this is a this is the most winnable game we've had since we played the Panthers, in my opinion. And they've really got to take advantage of it and not get too caught up in the short week and the emotions because we bought ourselves some life this season with that game against the Eagles, but we are still on life support. We need to win out. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I also think <clears throat> the game plan should be stopping Derrick Henry, if that's the case, because if Ryan Tannehill is the ratio of his <clears throat> interception to touchdowns is one to three, then I would like our chances to make him beat us. Mm-hmm. And and if you think of the last time we played Derrick Henry, it was fucking brutal. I was at the game. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah. I, that was like when the 2021 Seahawks died, pretty much. Yeah, it was that game, and then the rest of the year, it was just yeah. downward trajectory, <laughs> and then trading Russell Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
who knows what would the, what the Seahawks would be like right now if that game didn't happen the way it did. Maybe I just should have never gone to the game, <laughs> and it would have never happened. But I, I agree. I think that is the number one key to stopping this Titans team is stopping Derrick Henry. And their their defense isn't bad, but it's, it's not good. It's like the definition of mediocre, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're worse against the pass than against the run. They give up slightly, just a hair less than four yards of carry, so... But even that aside, I still think we need to give Kenneth Walker like at least 15 carries in this game and some more sharp, especially in the short yarded situations. Like if it's third and two, I feel like we always pass. We should just try the run, but not out of the shotgun. Like sometime, you yeah. Know? Just just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, my scoring prediction: I think we're gonna win this game, mm-hmm. um, and I. I wonder what the weather report is it cold in tennessee this time of year i feel like it's not i, I you know i know like nothing about tennessee <laughs> <laughs> um no, other than like nashville has a lot of like good music yeah that's why they call I it guess. music city yeah, but it's like country music so it's like not how good can it be really? <laughs> uh, te- uh, tennessee weather right now is 50 degrees um it's supposed to be 66 degrees on sunday Oh, I mean, that's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's like summer weather here. Well, then I'm going to say it's a high scoring game. I'm going to say it's going to be 27 to 21. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be 23 to 10. We win slightly lower scoring, but I, I think as long as our defense can play the way they just did against the Eagles, I don't think this team is scoring very much on us at all. Unless, yeah, unless the well. dam breaks, that would be nice. I could see that. I, I right. guess. We're heating up. Honestly, I feel like we might blow out the Steelers next week. That would be awesome. Because they look like they are just falling apart. But that's getting a little too. <laughs> They've heavy. looked like that every game. <laughs> but like, they have the same record as us. I would hate to, like if the Seahawks were them. That would fucking suck. <laughs> we well, just... did you see how? Uh, I guess you want to just do like around the league real quick. Yeah. Did you see how George Pickens just wasn't blocking for um, who's the Steelers running back behind Najee? Uh, Jalen Warren. Yeah, Jalen Warren was running for what could have been a touchdown, and George Pickens was just like, <laughs> and like stood in front of a guy he could block and do and just did nothing. And then they asked him about it, and he was like. Oh, well, with all these guys you see going down with injury, I didn't want to risk my body. And then later on, the, like I think it was today or yesterday, they asked Jalen Warren about it, and he's like, all I got to say is I would have blocked for Pickens there. Oh, that's so there's there's all sorts of just chaos. I don't know what it is about the Steelers. Like they What is always wrong have, with George Pickens? I don't know. It's like wide receivers go to the Steelers and they lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, the fucking guy that they traded to the Bears, I don't even remember his name anymore. Oh, Chase TikTok. Claypool? Yeah, Chase Claypool. Like, he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown, I don't even need to say anything. Like, uh, Yeah, it's pretty... Like, what happened with Antonio Brown? Yeah. <laughs> Them and the Raiders, it's like, you, you become a wide receiver. You go to the Raiders, and then you go to prison. <laughs> or you go to the Steelers, and then you, like lose your mind you just become a cancer yeah to your own locker room so and in addition to that they're starting mason rudolph this week who's best known for getting his brains bashed in by miles garrett with a helmet 
So they, they look like they're falling off a cliff fast. <laughs> yeah, they're they're cooked. As but I we had say. some really fortunate results with the Packers losing to the Giants last week or something like uh, that. Oh, the Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the Giants lost or the Packers lost to the Giants the week before. Yes. So they they've did. they've gone from a team that looked like they were going to steal our wild card spot to one game away from being on the brink. And yeah. Really... I just never really believed in the Packers. <clears throat> I always kind of. I just think they're too young uh, for me to buy into them right now. I mm. think they could have some potential there, but I don't know. They just uh, – I think if we win out, I really like our chances. Oh, for sure. The main two teams we need to lose are the Vikings and the Rams from here on out. And the Rams are playing tonight in just about, like, an hour. I <clears throat> I think we have a better chance of the what, – what was the Vikings. Vikings of them losing than – the Rams. I agree. The Rams are kind of a dangerous team in my eyes right now. I feel like they're a team that could maybe even beat the Niners. And they could. Like, yeah. And, like, it's not being talked about a whole lot, but to me, I've watched quite a bit of Stafford this year, and I don't know if he's played better than the way he's playing this year. The stats may not look like it, but he's just making incredible throw after incredible throw. He's also averaging, I think it was, like, 24 completions his last four games wow. which that's a lot and yeah that's pretty efficient mm-hmm. and so you want to talk about consistency that and I, I like their chances to beat the saints tonight which you could make an argument might even be better for us because i think the rams are just going to make the playoffs whether mm-hmm. they're nine and eight or ten and seven and we have no way of having a tiebreaker over them anymore but the saints if they get pushed back to seven and eight and we end up at nine and eight, and the Saints also end up at nine and eight. I think we have a better conference record, so we have the tiebreaker over them. So, do we want the Rams to win tonight? You could make. I mean, it's really fifty-fifty. The best case scenario is actually that they tie, because then we'd have that you know half a win over both of them, and it would kind of just knock them both down. I at hate once. ties so much that I just still don't want that. <laughs> I guess I can't blame you for that. The concept of a tie in the sport of football is just repulsive. It's always been gross. Then the Vikings, they play the Lions this week, mm-hmm. the Packers next week, and then the Lions again to close out the season. You really, especially if we win out, if they just need to, if the Vikings just need to drop one of those games and we win out, I really like those odds, especially considering we play Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. Three teams that are looking like three of the worst teams in the league right who, now. Who are, th- <clears throat> who are the current three wild cards right now for the NFC? It is the Eagles because mm-hmm. they're tied with Dallas and they just lost to Dallas, and then Rams and Vikings. Gotcha. But the Vikings look like that little run they were going on with the Pastronaut is over, and Nick Mullins. He's the astronaut <laughs> with, with, with two S's. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I almost named my fantasy team name that, but I was like, nah, I'll just... I'll just move on. Yeah, I'll just move on. I'm just... <laughs> but yeah, we're looking... It's just... It's so wild how crazy the NFL is where one game, one weekend of results can change the entire narrative to where for the last month, We've basically been like dying on this podcast, <laughs> having to talk about the Seahawks and what they were doing. And they win one game and a couple teams, you know, shit the bed. And now we're like probably 
we're not technically in the driver's seat for the playoffs, but really, when unless the Vikings can just pull a miracle out of their ass, like they might not win another game this season, and we play a really easy schedule. So and it's really turned on a dime here. If we make the playoffs and you put Witherspoon in, that's he's an it factor. And Uchenna Nuosu has an outside shot to be back for the playoffs, which really? would be huge because our defense was so much better with him on the field. Yeah, and the likes of him and Leonard Williams and Draymond Jones, like that's a pretty. I like all of those names. On, yeah, on our line. I, it's weird how in one year we've gone from the D line being like a weakness to I really like the 2024 Seahawks front seven odds if we retain some key players and probably draft Bobby's replacement. That just goes to show you how much things can change in a year. I mean, look at the Mariners. They're disgusting. Like, nose diving into the depths of the earth. Like, yeah terrible they're having like a dot-com crash in their stock <laughs> yeah but i guess i don't even want to talk about them but uh, <laughs> i don't either <laughs> but yeah uh just goes to show how my, i mean like we were talking about the offensive line and how that was a strength going into the year and then it, that derailed our season it's just like man a lot can change in a year and that gives me hope that i mean i know that things were rocky for that that month but pete after the game in that interview or it wasn't even an interview it was just a video of him acting crazy in the locker room. yeah that, oh, I saw it's that stuff today. like that, that. Awesome. it's stuff like that that like it, that makes me be like holy shit are we gonna win the super bowl this year? <laughs> i know like, that's what pete does every time you start to just be like i'm done with pete he reels you back in yeah it's <laughs> kind of fucked up yeah we've been on this pendulum swing for like six years it's but man when the highs hit it's so good to be a seahawks fan yeah how fun was monday night when when we ended up winning that game that was just so dumb that we won it there's that was uh, yeah that was probably like the biggest and most satisfying win we've had i think Probably since Maybe we beat since, the Broncos. I was going to say, since we beat Russ, yeah. was that I oh. gave me that same feeling. So, yeah, I don't know. Sky, Sky seems to be the limit with this team, and I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple weeks. Cause... Yep, just don't fucking blow it against these bad teams we're playing because that would make me... I don't even I know. want to think about it. I was thinking, I was like, we're either going to go to the Super Bowl or we're going to lose to Mitch Trubisky in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything's on the table from a Super Bowl to me wanting everyone to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how these next three weeks go. So it's going to be a fun holiday season. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had for this one. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, go Hawks and the Mayo Man will have to uh stay in the fridge for this one no no condiments for this game all right cut cut the feed